0: Private Eye. You've got to hear the end of this story. This is stuff that happens like in movies but never happens in real life. But in this case, it happened in real life. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. We pick up right where the defense has taken over the trial. Finally, it's our turn. Now it's day three. So right out of the shoot, I put Tim Bell on the stand, who is the security guy for Tim.
1: Oh, that's Tim's right. Tim's house. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I so, didn't know his name because you yes, hadn't said it before. right.
0: I hadn't said uh-huh. it before because they both had the same name, Tim. Right. So I didn't. It was so awesome. Corey, he interviews him and he says, do you know Mr. Odinger? Do you know the defendant? Have you seen him before? And he said, no. Well, he saw him. He happened to be in jail the same time that Wes was in custody at one point through this whole process. And he said, prior to that, I'd never seen him before. Corey, he's saying, how do you know that you hadn't seen him before? And he said, because I ran security on the drug house. And if I saw someone that size that is that intimidating, I would remember them.
1: Oh, good point.
0: That's a big deal to me. Yeah. Wes is someone that is big enough that I would be paying attention to that guy. Sure. So we got a huge win out of that. Then we put his fiance on the stand who lived in the house of Tim Alden. And she testifies, yes, I lived in the house. I was there all the time. And he never was at the house. Right. I've never seen him before. So we follow that up with Cameron. And Cameron is the guy that bought Tim's house. Remember? Oh, yes,
1: yes. The guy and that it said no one has been here. Exactly. And get this. When I
0: subpoenaed him, what I learned about him is he is actually an adult probation and parole officer. So he's one of them. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. So it was so awesome. Yeah. It made me so happy to Uh put him on the stand because I was like, yes. Yes. Like one of their own is testifying that, hey, they never came to my house because that's all we asked. His testimony lasted like, what, 10 minutes, Wes? Yeah, it was Our witnesses were so strong. Rob, the prosecutor, was literally, like, not cross-examining these people yeah. even. He, what can you say? He, yeah, there's not anything yeah. to gain. So we put Cameron on there that lives, that owned the house mm-hmm. now, and we said, and since you've owned this home, have the feds shown up? Have they been digging? Did they dig in the backyard? Did They They never showed up. No one's ever dug. So I just wanted the jury to know, the feds don't even believe their own story that right. they're telling right. you. Right, mm-hmm. And then we put Mary Mack on.
1: Who's Mary Mack? The
2: girl from the house that I was at that night making the
1: soup. Oh, gotcha. That you were helping out. Great. Okay. Yeah. And she testified that Wes
0: had been over at her house. Because see, the feds claimed that Wes was in the house the whole time.
1: Oh. And then he, what, snuck out the back and came around and acted like he didn't know what was going on? No.
0: They say that, that he never did that. Oh, and he so, didn't come up on the sidewalk. Right. And remember the police officer giving a ticket on yeah. that street? Mm-hmm. I had to subpoena their records to find out that there was a person been stopped on that street and got a ticket. At that time. And if we, right. if Wes hadn't been out there, how would, he how know? would we know that that happened? Because it was around the corner. Right. Is that right? And then to see the undercover cops yeah. in their car and all mm-hmm. that. Because remember, by the time they did the bus, when they went running down the street, then Wes went in the house and yelling like Jesse, yeah. Jesse. So they thought him. he was there the whole time.
1: Oh,
2: okay, I can see that.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: So oh, is that they were just lying to boogie there. They seen me. Yeah. I mean, they looked right at when I walked right by them. Right.
0: So then we put Sam Swenson on, who is Jesse's friend, and he stayed in the house. What we got out of Sam Swenson's testimony is he testified Jesse had all kinds of rules when he was staying at Wes's house. He couldn't use drugs. He couldn't have weapons, no bad behavior, Uh because Wes had his kids coming and he wanted to make sure that it was safe for everyone and this was not gonna be (coughs) tolerated at Mm -hmm. all in his house. So that was the end of day three. That was our first day having the case. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely thrilled ecstatic. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, no worries at all. I mean, Pam with the follow-up questions and the job she's done, they drew no blood. Whatsoever, there was not even a hint that I was guilty. It was amazing.
0: Well, this is our opinion,
2: <laughs> right? No, this was, yeah, yeah. I think it was amazing. I'm telling you right now. He went home, had nightmares about Pam. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, oh, and it gets oh worse. Like, the stuff that happened in this trial is the kind of stuff that you see in the movies. Yes. Like, and you're like, this and, can't be real. And the stuff that comes next in this case, I've never experienced anything like it in any other trial. Serious. It was Incredible, mind blowing. I was blown away. To to use a pun with the C four yeah, well. yeah, yeah, not- When
2: she allowed me to testify, he was so frustrated. He would say something, and I'd say, No, no, no. This is what you said during the first trial. And he would look over at Cassell and say, Will you make him answer yes or no? Cassell would say, You need to answer yes or no. I said, It's not a yes or no question. He said this before. Pam had him so goofy that it was so easy to get under his skin. Wow. I'm telling you. He was
0: frustrated with Wes because I don't think he expected Wes to be intelligent.
2: Oh, true. Because no his
1: offense, mind. if you're a thug, lots yeah. of times you are you can be yeah. street smart, but you're, yeah. After
0: Sam Swenson, we put Jesse on the stand. Oh, Jesse yeah. was is, the co-defendant, remember. Right. But where is Jesse this whole time? Is he in jail? Federal prison in Phoenix, because he was guilty and he pled guilty. Oh, so he okay. was serving time in Phoenix. Okay. So I had interviewed him and he told me when I interviewed him before, thankfully he had the character to tell the truth. Yeah. And he said, I told them from the beginning, Wes had nothing to do with this. I told them that when they interviewed me, I said, did they record it? Yes, they recorded me multiple times. I told them every time. Mm-hmm. Wes told me to get rid of this stuff. They didn't want anything to do with it. He didn't mm-hmm. want it around. I subpoenaed Jesse. And I'm a witness from federal prison, it's not an easy thing. Sometimes they'll fly in them on Con Air. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. But usually, they make them come on buses. It takes like days for them sure. to get there. And mm-hmm. when they come on a bus, you ride with shackles and chains mm-hmm. the whole time. So you can't move around and get no comfortable. It's really hard and awful. And sometimes witnesses, by the time they get to our trial, they're so mad that, they had to, yeah, that they're that they kind of hostile witnesses. Mm-hmm. Jesse was really sweet. He told the truth. He was kind. So when Jesse testified, he testified that he had given that block of C4 to Black Mike mm-hmm. and asked him to hold it. That was consistent with what we said and that he had kept it all a secret from Wes.
1: And that it was in his car.
0: That he kept it in his car because Wes wouldn't allow it in his house. Right. Did
1: they cross examine <laughs> Jesse?
0: They did. They tried to twist Jesse up a bit. They said, well, you don't have anything to lose now because you've already pled guilty, so you're just trying to take the heat off of Wes. Mm-hmm. And Jesse explained, no, I said this the whole time. From the minute I was arrested, I told them, this was not Wes. Mm -hmm. This was not his deal. This was my deal. Mm -hmm. And he had nothing to do with it. And then we put Wes on the stand.
1: Okay. It's unusual, isn't
0: it? It is unusual. Mm -hmm. Here's another PI tip from me. Oh, PI tip number six. If you can't at all testify, if you have a client, if you are a client that has truth on your side, testify. Really? Okay. I know lawyers all the time say don't do it, that you don't want to do it because you're subjected to cross-examination.
1: Okay.
0: And it's scary, but here's the thing. as a juror Don't you just want to hear from that person? Yes, Uh uh-huh. You just want to know. Because really, in my career, in my experience, what it all comes down to is whether a jury believes that the defendant is a bad person or a good person. Are they the type of person that would do this? Yeah. Could they have done this thing Mm -hmm. or not? What better way to find out if someone can do something than to talk to them yourself? True. We really want to hear from them. Yeah. We want to hear their voice. Mm -hmm. So if I have a client that's innocent, I want so badly for them to testify. Yeah. Sometimes they're too scared and they won't do it. Literally, sometimes just speaking in public will scare someone true. out of it.
1: So true. And now you're fighting for your life. You don't want to make any mistakes. Right. Right. I knew Wes was smart enough to do this. Confident. Confident enough.
0: He wouldn't be scared. And I knew that he didn't do it. Yeah. So we had truth on our side. Yeah. So everything I ever want to be able to put a witness on the stand, we had. And Wes wanted to testify. Yes, I did. So we put Wes on the stand. Direct exam was awesome. Of course, we asked mostly about, did you do this? But where were you? What was really happening? And everything that's come out in what we're doing so far, he testified Mm -hmm. of. And then, of course, about the recordings. Did they record you? And there was a time that Wes, when he was in custody, that Corey had allowed agent and another agent, two federal agents, to go interview him about another case, they said. But they said they wouldn't talk to Wes about this case because you can't. That is a violation of your constitutional right. Your Sixth Amendment right is you have a right to counsel. You cannot be questioned if you say you have a right to an attorney. If that is your Miranda rights. Yes. If you say I want an attorney and they interview you anyway, they have to toss that stuff out. Gotcha. Okay. So if you are in custody and the feds talk to you when you have an attorney, that is your constitutional right. It is a very, very serious violation. Okay. They told Corey they were talking about another case. And then they went down there, asked one question about the other case. And then just went straight into this case about Wes's stuff.
1: (gasps) So they did it anyway. Yeah. Even though they know. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, they did it twice, actually, but yeah. Wow. And the minute I was able to, I let Pam know what they did because my lawyer didn't care.
0: Yeah. On cross-exam, Wes is right. Oh. Really lost his cool with Wes.
1: So because Wes is your witness. Yeah. Yes. And you've put him on, so you get to ask him questions first. First, so and that's right. direct
0: exam. When we're done with all our questions, then the prosecution gets their turn. So then they're on cross-exam. Right. And, and on cross-exam, I know he thought that he could just twist Wes all up. Uh-huh. And intimidate him. Because most witnesses are lying. Yeah. And so it's really easy to twist them up. Remember my other tip yeah. to always tell the truth? you <laughs> If you don't tell the truth and you get a really skilled lawyer, they're going to twist you inside and and out and they will just chew you up and spit you out. You'll look like the biggest moron up there. So
1: I heard something just like you said, it's hard to tell a lie and keep the story because your brain cannot recall something if it doesn't exist. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. So Wes gets on the stand. He's awesome because he's telling the truth. Right. He's a little bit more aggressive than I hoped.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing personal. Barely. Barely.
2: Barely. <laughs> you gotta understand, at this time, oh. he has lied so much. His officers have lied so much mm. they kept me in jail because an ex-wife lied and said I'd called and threatened to blow her up and they knew that was a lie oh wow oh yes they yes they to let me out for Christmas but then they a grand jury by phone to keep me locked up whether that's True or not? Who knows?
0: Yeah. So West should have been free the whole time after the first trial, right? But then they reindicted him. But still, we could have gotten him out on pretrial release, right? Because, like he said, all those other cases, drug cases yeah, and everything, everything else, they uh-huh. were getting out on pretrial release. Why did West not get out? Because his ex-wife made a statement saying that Wes called her and threatened to blow her up with C4. When he was in jail. You're kidding. She said that when he was in jail, he called her and said that. Well, well guess hey, what? You, they record, record every Every, every call, call. Every single call. Yeah. There's no way that if Wes had made that threat that they wouldn't have that in their system, and then they would have so gladly taken the opportunity to charge him with an in, additional charge exactly. of terroristic threats. So they knew it was bullcrap. But they used it to keep him in. Wow.
2: So before all this even happened, my ex-wife had called the cops, told them that I drug her up some steps by her hair in front of my kids, and they took me to trial. The only thing I told my son, he was young at that time, I said, you tell the truth, because if I did something wrong, I need to be punished. So they get him up on the stand, and they ask him, did your dad tell you to say something? And he said, yes, he did. And the prosecutor there looked at me like, oh, we got you now. And he goes, tell us what your dad said. And my son said, he told me to tell the truth. If he did something wrong, he should be punished like I would be. The jury found me not guilty. It never happened. Never once wow. I ever laid a hand on that lady. Oh. And then these guys had all that.
0: So Wes was amazing on testimony. Yes. Because Wes is just who he is, right. always. Right. The guy you're hearing now is it's, the guy that was testifying. Yes. When Mr. L oh! came after him, he really came after him. And, and he couldn't trip Wes up because Wes, Wes had truth on truth. his side. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you're telling the truth, you just tell the truth. It's not going to tie you all up mm-hmm. in knots. So that was our last witness. Then we rested.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the government has a chance after that. When both sides have presented their case, then they bring their rebuttal witnesses. Okay. So, (laughs) their their rebuttal witnesses, (laughs) this is when it all falls apart for them. Oh, no. And this is like day four of trial Mm -hmm. now. I have prepared so long to get ready for this how it works the government brings they get to present witnesses on rebuttal not defense oh. we don't get to rebut anything if the government feels like we have really done well on our part they're going to bring rebuttal witnesses oh i did not know if they're okay. confident they're going to be like we don't even need any more witnesses Got if they're you. scared they'll bring witnesses
1: they
2: were, oh, okay they were threatened for straws pam had beat him up so bad in this trial. I'm not kidding you. Wow. He probably looked like he beat Holyfield after Tyson (laughs) bit his ear off. They were bleeding, okay? Gotcha. And they threw up this rebuttal witness as a prayer. And Pam had tore him up, tore him up. It was amazing to see Pam at work.
0: And we do not know. Other times, the government has to tell us who they're calling as a witness. For rebuttal witnesses... They can surprise us. Oh, and they did. Is this only in a federal case? No, nope. is this in? St- this is state also. Okay. So we don't know who they're going to call. So we can't prepare. I don't know. I don't know how to prepare questions the night before. Right. So I just have to walk in and see who they're going to put on. They put on agent oh. on first. Remember, oh. he is the undercover agent, ATF agent right. that recorded West right. multiple times. They said didn't. he didn't. That yeah. West had him cornered in the yes. courthouse. All of that. comes in testifies and the only thing they're bringing out because we have hammered it the whole time right where are the recordings where are the recordings because i can't do anything but point out what isn't there right that's all i have to work with so puts on the stand and he says did you interview the defendant yes i did did you interview him that night yes i did did you record it no i did not the agent answers. Says no, no, no. There, I never recorded it. And the one time I recorded parts of it, because we were doing another thing. Okay. So he gets off the stand. Then they call the lead investigator, detective, oh. to the stand. Corey turns to me and says, "What do we ask? You know, what do you want me to ask?" And I said, "Let's just hammer remember the remember
2: this. I, let me break in here. Remember this. pam is destroyed. Him. This broke. Lion detective." Walking up to the stands, he had probably been willing to face a grizzly bear with a toothpick than to get on that stand at this point. Kay. Pam had destroyed him. Hey, go ahead, Pam.
0: <laughs> so. Detective oh. gets on the stand, and please remember, I really have been asking my mom every night to keep praying for me, right and I really believe in prayer. I do too. And I'm also working my butt off on this case. Mm-hmm. Detective oh. gets up there. Corey turns and says, "What should we do?" And I said, "Let's just hammer the recordings. I know they've heard it the whole time, but let's just keep <laughs> with it." Corey he stands up, and he asks him about.
1: No, wait. Is this a rebuttal? This is
0: in a the cross rebut- examination of the rebuttal. Okay. On cross of the rebuttal yes. witness. Because on direct, that's all I oh. was asking him about was the recordings, because they know that's their weak spot. So Corey says, where do we go? And I said, let's just stick with the recordings. Yeah. To this day, I don't know if Detective oh. got scared that we were getting close to the truth. I don't know if my mom's prayers of an angel just like said, <laughs> that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh-huh. But on cross-examination, on rebuttal. So what this means is we've been through trial. The government has spent Four thousands days. and thousands of dollars mm-hmm. on this case. Mm-hmm. Two trials, multiple hearings. We're on the last day literally getting ready for closing arguments. Mm-hmm. And Corey asks him, Did you interview the defendant? And he says, Yes, I did. And he said, Did you record that interview? I have my head down. I'm totally expecting him to yeah. say no. And he says, Yes, I did. Did you snap? Oh, up? everybody did. This is like the whole courtroom was like.
2: <gasps> the courtroom went silent. It, you could not hear anybody breathing. Oh, everybody was. Holy dead. cow.
0: Everyone was in shock. I think we were all holding our breath.
2: The breath hearing, he lied through first trial, he lied all through the second trial. Right,
0: this witness has testified.
2: I mean, truly, you should have been there. It (laughs) was so quiet.
0: It was so Uh, stunning. And so Corey's follow-up question is, you have recordings. Where are they? Why don't I have them? And... Detective points to Mr. Oh. Prosecutor and says, I gave them all to Mr. Oh. And everybody like, literally, no yes, yes oh. everyone, we are but like, just, just oh, gasp, like, yes, exactly. And I, I'm not kidding. Wes, are sitting, Wes is sitting next to me. I look across at the jury and the jurors heads, just everybody, snap. they all snap toward the prosecutor. The judge. I look at the judge. The judge sits up at his bench and he's looking at Rob. Rob pushes his chair back from the desk and just looks down at the floor and shakes his head. And I, I mean, it is like, oh my gosh, I can't this believe like this just m- happened. Yeah, I can't believe this. And I'm literally, I'm writing notes to Wes. I'm like, keep your cool, keep your don't, don't cool. Don't we don't, are, we are don't. gracious winners. Yeah. We're gracious winners. <laughs>
2: <I> remember that. <laughs> I
1: We're gracious winners. (laughs) Show some grace. Yes. Show some
2: class. Yes. You're so done. You know? And I am truly about ready to say, You're a lying piece of shit. Yeah. And she did. Blips me a note and says, Show no emotion. Be cool. Be cool. I was. I was.
1: (laughs) It was the coolest thing. you to be so cool. Like, oh. Be cool. Like, I. Your adrenaline has got to Oh just my gosh, rocking It, it is just... am <laughs> like, out of this world,
0: excited, yeah. like, and stunned. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it in a courtroom. I can't believe this just happened. And then everybody's heads Everyone's turned. Him. They're all looking at... The prosecutor. He's pushed him. He's just looking down at the ground, shaking his head like, I can't believe they just threw me under the bus like this. I can't then, believe it.
1: And then and the judge happens?
0: The judge says, we need a recess. Excuse the jurors, because he can't have the jurors hearing all this stuff that is going on. Detective get off the stand, gets the jurors out of the courtroom, and he tells the marshals, like, feed them lunch, we need time. And then he turns to Mr. and he says, Mr.
1: What in the hell have you done?
0: Here we are. Now, Now we find out we've been through this whole trial. This is the second trial for the defendant. You essentially called the defendant a liar. When he testified yesterday, and which is true, Lennon yeah. essentially called him yeah. that on yeah. the stand, and he said, "And now we find out you are the one That's been that lying. is not telling the truth." I am giving the government 30 minutes to find that recording, and no,
2: what he said was, "You have 30 minutes to have that recording in my courtroom." Yeah, he did. It's how it put it. He did? Yeah, there was no doubt not to find it. You better have it in my corporate.
1: He did. And What were you doing the whole time? Did you just sit back and think, holy Hannah, I'm not even sure if I dare take a deep breath?
2: Well, like I said, I was never worried that they were winning. I'm not kidding you. Pam did such an amazing job mm-hmm. that I knew I was going home. But, but I mean the, the shock of this. Oh yeah, we, we did that. Uh, Pam's lucky I didn't jump up and give her a big kiss right on her shoulder. <laughs> <pupil laughs> I was. had them so frustrated that that's the only thing I can think is that they were so worried about what else Pam was going to ask or what Pam was go- prove Pam was going to throw at them. I mean, she tore their whole story.
1: Yeah, apart. annihilated it. Okay, so so they give him
0: 30 minutes, they bring lunch in for the jurors, and Wes and I go out in the hall. I'm just like, oh my gosh, Wes, I can't believe this is happening. We're just kind of hanging out there in the lobby, because it was 15, 20 minutes later, and Detective (coughs) came up to me and said, Mr. (coughs) would like your help looking for the recordings. And I said, what? He said, yeah, could you come upstairs to the FBI offices and help us look? Uh huh.
1: So I, I wish I wish people could see your face because you're like,
0: what? <laughs> that was crazy. So I said, yeah. So I I go up. To Isn't the, that against the law? Like a rule? Like I, you're the defense. And now, I could you come dig through? Can this you box? help us? We really suck at our jobs, and we like so. I go up like, it's so ridiculous. That's I don't know their surreal. system. So they let me look through some computer. I look through and like, okay, yeah. I don't see this recording that we're looking for. So I come back down and then the government's asked for more time. I don't know what they're doing with the jury. They fed them lunch. I know it's a stressful thing because they're like let's just twiddling their thumbs. Yeah, you could <laughs> read a book. Sound of Music. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't want to release them to go home. No, because th- their homes are too far. They ask for more time. The judge gives them more time. I think they took an hour and a half for the 30 minutes that they mm-hmm. needed. When they came back, we were waiting, it seemed like forever. Sure. And now, all of a sudden, they're treating me like, like I have some big-time respect from yeah. these guys now. Mm-hmm. They don't like me, but they're respecting me.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so funny to me, because I remember this like it was yesterday. Oh, I bet. The woman they hated the most in the whole world is like a goddess. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be nice to... Because what else Yeah.
0: yeah. Detective oh! comes up to me and he says, oh, it's really bad. And I said, what? And he said, we couldn't find the recordings that I testified of. We couldn't find mine, but we did find recordings from <gasps> Agent... Oh! Now, remember, he has not
2: just lied as a rebuttal witness.
0: He has just barely lied, and he's lied multiple Multiple times times in this trial. This is the guy Wes had cornered saying, hey, let me tell you about integrity, buddy. Like, you lied. And I was like, are you kidding me? Did you lie? I don't even know what you say to this. It was so stunning. And now the government has to come in and tell that to the judge. So everybody goes back. Now we in. go back into the courtroom. Does the jury come out? Nope, the judge did not want the jury to hear all okay. of this. So okay. I don't know what he's doing with the jury. Put the like, puzzle together yeah, or something. It's yeah. crazy. Oh. And he has them play the recording that's been found. And, and what they did, they were playing the same damn recording they'd given us before. And at this point, literally the judge is not believing anything that no, government or their it. agents are saying. I am not kidding you. I've never seen anything like it. The judge turned to me and he said, is this the recording you wanted? And I said, no. This is the same recording they've given us three different times. Every time we ask for evidence, they give us this one. Mm-hmm. And the judge is so mad. He's just so, I think he's
1: so pissed off at this point. Mm-hmm. Does the judge have the power to just say... We're done. Yeah, he's free. Or does it have to be a ha- I, at this
0: point? The government can dismiss the case, or the jury can acquit him.
1: Okay, but the judge can't say, "Okay, this is enough." No, I'm acquitted. not at him. this point. Okay, I didn't know with he the can't, jury. Yeah,
0: he okay. can't do that at that point. Okay, okay. In the federal system, a judge can't do that.
1: Okay, I mean, literally,
0: the judge walked down from the bench with his robe on when we were listening to this stuff. I've never seen that in the movies. I've ne- I've never seen it anywhere. Okay. This is this is like the craziest stuff. And that and because he came down so that we could hear better. They were playing the recording that oh. they did find mm-hmm. over the the speaker. And this is the one that they'd given us multiple times mm-hmm. that Lund oh. said he never recorded him. Yeah. It was the coolest
1: thing. I felt so I, it kind of gives you faith back in the court system again. It did. It builds your faith it back. It totally in, did. Yeah. I felt injustice. I felt like
0: there was so much justice. And for me, because I had been saying the whole time, I think you guys are withholding. I think you're withholding mm-hmm. and oh, made it sound like she's such a crybaby she keeps saying that but that's not true and so for the judge to come down and he was standing in between the prosecution and defense table Mm -hmm. so he could hear it because it was coming through the speaker in the courtroom and then instead of looking to them looks at me to say is this the one you need and i'm like (laughs) nope yeah i just loved it because i was like hey you get that he's not looking at you no Because he doesn't trust you anymore. Mm -hmm. It was the coolest thing. I earned it. I earned that respect. Mm -hmm. I earned that trust. Mm -hmm. And it felt so good. Well,
1: And in Ron's... Ron? Rob. Rob. He said, prove it. He did. That's your job. Go prove it. Yeah, so this is his own damn
0: fault. Yeah, you did prove it. Yeah, I did. So the judge goes back on the bench and he says, Mr. Yesterday, you essentially called the defendant a liar. And now we find out that it's the government that is withholding evidence. You need to get your boss down here. (gasps) Who was that? The head U.S. attorney. At that time, it was Paul Warner. (coughs) Here in Utah. Here in Utah. And he said, you need to get your boss down here, and we need to decide what we're going to do with the case. Paul Warner was in a grand jury on another case, on a murder case. So they sent the number two guy, which was Richard Lambert. He came down with some other guys. A whole bunch of guys came in the room. Judge Cassell explained, let me tell you what's been happening in this case. This is the second trial that the defendant has gone through. He's been in custody this entire time. And now we find out that the government has withheld evidence that would have cleared his name from the very beginning and I am giving the government 10 minutes to decide what you're going to do with this case, and I strongly recommend you dismiss. And we also need to talk about perjury charges for agent. Oh! I'm so excited, like, yes, this is right. This is the right thing to happen. So even though there were multiple agents that had lied and committed perjury under oath, in- including the lead investigator on this case and the US attorney about the evidence, the hardest evidence that there was was against the ATF agent who had just testified on rebuttal. So that's, I'm sure, why the judge mentioned him. They took like five minutes. Wait,
1: wait. So, and so you guys were just like sitting back, like, holy cow. Like, oh. And try not to grin. Yeah. Try not to laugh. Exactly. Try not to pop up with the champagne and celebrate. Exactly. I mean, you're just trying to be really stoic and professional. Yes. Yep. Yep. And thank you, Wes, for staying off the table and not dancing. (laughs) yes exactly so
0: they came back in they dismissed with prejudice meaning they could never charge him with anything involving this ever again and we start picking up our stuff i am serious i think i was in shock yeah i was like i can't believe this really happened (coughs) it is an answer to my prayers yes but and everybody's prayers yeah like Mm -hmm. Oh, this is amazing. I'm so excited. This is so incredible. But what happens with the jury? Did they ever come back out? Yes. I wanted to know. Like, what would the jury have voted? Okay, so they don't have to give us a verdict, but I want to know. Were we winning? Did you see what I saw? And so I went actually back, not in chambers. So they didn't ever bring him back in? We never saw the jury again. Okay. I wanted to say, hey, can you just pull them for me? I just want to know did we win or not? But who did, who did you not?
1: ask to pull? Who do you talk to? You can't get into the judges' chambers. The so marshal.
0: I oh, wanted to ask the U.S. marshal because they have marshals assigned to the jury. Gotcha. Okay. And so I wanted to find the marshal that was over the jury. So, and that's for legal. That you
1: can go back and say, hey, will you please pull them? No, the it's
0: not oh. usually. Oh. But it's, this is like the craziest case ever. Okay. And I wanted to pull them before they left. Yes. The courtroom. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. The jury room's open, and the judge is sitting there. He's like unzipped his robe, much more casual. And he's with the jury. And he's like sitting on the table in this jury room, explaining to the jurors what just happened in there.
2: Oh, I like
1: I he was
0: like He was explaining, like, this is the kind of thing that doesn't usually happen. We don't ever see this in our court system, but this is what happened, and I just wanted... And he just went on and on, and I was listening listening and I was like... Like, because I'm not supposed to be back there. Right. And so I didn't know, like, is the judge going to be mad at me that I'm even listening to this? But I really wanted to say, can you just ask him? And I didn't dare, because... No, I wasn't supposed to be there. No. So I just, off. So I just went back. Went back in the courtroom. I walked in the courtroom, and Wes comes up to me, and he says, "Hey, you won't believe what I just heard." Rob, the prosecutor, walks up to Corey and says, "Hey, you don't want to actually charge oh! with perjury, do you? You don't want to do anything." Corey says, "No, I don't think he meant to do it." <gasps> right. It's a true story. I suppose Corey can legally do that. But should he have done that without consulting Wes? Absolutely not. I don't think so.
2: So there was probably 15 different officers between ATF, oh. all those guys. All of them lied through their teeth. They also at one time produced a written statement by me with a photocopied signature, which was not my signature, okay? That's true. Oh, no. i never gave that.
0: Yeah, they did. Okay. They falsified the confession.
2: You know, they 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 had not one bit of truth. And earlier you said it gives you confidence in the court system. Let me tell you what it doesn't give you is confidence in the court system. <laughs> if I wasn't lucky enough for God to send me, Pam, mm-hmm. I would be doing 10 years in federal prison. Okay? Uh. Not only. Oh, Pam, destroyed them so bad. But yeah. himself, he called it the weakest case he'd ever seen the beds bring. Because my lawyer had given up at that time. He was selling me right on down the thing. If it wasn't for Pam, I yeah. was truly blessed Yes, to get her in my life.
0: Yes. Thank you. After Wes told me that, I went up to Corey and said... Hey, Wes just said you told the prosecutor that it was okay. You weren't going to press charges. And Corey says, Yeah, I don't think they meant to do that. And I was like, Are you kidding me? Your client almost did 10 years for something he had nothing to do with. Right. They hid the evidence that would have proven it. Afterwards, I was still really upset by all that. I was really excited. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was upset. Excited for West, So excited for West. But I was still upset by this process. If I had done that, I'm self-employed. I'm in the free market system. So if I had done that, word would get out that I lied. Yeah, I lie and I cheat. Your job would be over. And no one would hire me. I would be done. Mm -hmm. Just keep that thought in mind. So I I actually sent a letter to the judge later. And I said, hey, thank you so much for helping us to to unveil the the truth. Mm But I'm really concerned about these agents that are still working for the government and they should be held accountable for all of their actions in this case. My client could have been in prison for 10 years serving hard time. I just want to know, have charges been filed against the ATF agent or anyone in this case? And the judge wrote back and said, I agree with you. I understand. I share your concern. Sadly, it is not my place to decide who gets charged. It's the US Attorney's Office that has to charge the agents. So it's like having the fox watch the hen house. Sure. They're not gonna charge their Their own own people. Mm -mm. They're not. Mm -mm. So you fast forward that. Of course, Rob, the prosecutor, never lost his job. Yeah. In fact, shortly after that, they made him the head of the crime division for the US Attorney's Office. We will talk about another case that I came up against him again, 10 years later. Mm -hmm. And he recently left the U.S. Attorney's Office, and the Utah legislators appointed him to be a judge in Utah County. Wow. That's the problem I have with our system. If you lie and cheat and you work for the government, you can get promoted. Mm -hmm. If I lie and cheat and I don't have some big government backing me, I'm out. Yeah, you're out.
1: You're unemployed. Yeah.
2: I'm going to be a judge and making rulings that are impartial and fair
1: yeah well and that's what I was going to say I work in the school system if I lied and cheat not only am I unemployed I am blackballed right license is pulled I am done right right yeah yeah.
0: So it's like they have their own set of rules, apparently. Wow, that's hard. It, it's very distressing. It is. It's very... but, but I love this case because it, we succeeded. A really cool quote I think matches really well with this case. It's from Mahatma Gandhi. And he says, In a gentle way, you can shake the world. Yes. I know we didn't shake the whole... We didn't change the system, but, but we shook, shook their it. world. We shook their world. Mm-hmm. And for Wes... Wes is free. Wes is free. So, afterwards, I've never had a client that was more grateful ever. I love Wes. Mm -hmm. He is the best. I love you, Wes. You were so fun, so awesome. It was the coolest thing to help you get your freedom back. You deserved it. But because he was still in Ogden, I was really scared Mm -hmm. that he was going to get in trouble again. Mm -hmm. I bet you called me every week thanking me. I have clients that I save their butts on huge things and I never hear from them again. Not Wes. Wes has integrity, that stuff he was trying to teach out Mm -hmm. and he would call and thank me all the time and I kept saying, Wes, you've gotta get out of Ogden. You should get out of Utah. <laughs> yes. He's got a Our,
1: target now. Yep.
0: On your back. The, these guys <laughs> are really pissed off. You gotta get out of here. And I was telling them that all the time and then I get a phone call from him one day and I was I can't remember if I was in court. I missed the call. He left a voice message for me.
2: So here I am. You know how up towards Monte Cristo it's open range.
1: Uh-huh.
2: So I'm driving up there and I hit a gosh dang pig. I mean, just demolish this pig, oh. and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm gonna get in trouble. Here it goes again, and I take off and I head back to Ogden. I get down to Ogden and the sheriff pulls me over, and he's like, you hit a pig, and I'm like, I left. How did you even know I did that? And he goes, the pig squealed. <gasps>
1: <laughs> so- funny. He, is that a true story or is that, that, that a joke? joke? <laughs> and I had been telling him, like, you gotta get out uh-huh. of there
0: because they're watching for you. And he left this voicemail on my phone. I was just sick. Yeah. I'm like, oh You're my like, gosh, oh my he's gosh. called me from jail. He's in trouble again. Yeah. I'm not gonna be able to save him. Uh-huh. What am I gonna And then he gets to the butt sign <laughs> the big screen. I was like, damn it, Wes. You gotta get out of here. So he did. Moved to Alaska. And he's married to a beautiful woman from Mexico, and they go back and forth. West. Le- west. So you lives. got
1: both worlds. You got to hunt and fish, and you got to go to Mexico.
2: Yeah, I actually went down marlin fishing, and somehow I caught a wife. I don't uh, know how that works.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I love it.
2: <laughs> I think about all the women that have been in my life. I'm surrounded, besides my ex-wife, who, you know, is a lion jerk with a badge. But... <laughs> You know, I got my mom strong, who raised four strapping young lads like me, by uh-huh. herself, basically. I got Pam, and that is truly a God's gift. Yes. You know, and now I got this amazing, short little Mexican lady that, <laughs> if I caused her any grief, she'd probably stab me with a dull pencil or something. <laughs> so
0: I love it. <laughs> then I had Rich file a yeah. lawsuit against the government.
2: So here's what happened in a short thing. Basically, even though... They had lied, they withheld evidence, planted evidence. I mean, a broken C4 in my house, made up a uh, confession. I mean, just the list goes on and on and on. The, the great court system ruled against us. And Rich and Pam did everything they could, and they still ruled against us.
0: So we sued, Rich sued all the agents and Rob, the federal prosecutor, for withholding the evidence and wrongfully imprisoning him. Mm-hmm. And the judge ruled, the ruling actually was so conniving, crazy, but basically because the judge overturned the conviction Mm -hmm. and then granted a new trial as soon as the conviction came in, Mm -hmm. he said he wasn't harmed because he was never wrongfully convicted.
1: Even though he spent all that time in prison? Even though.
0: Wow. And, And part of the ruling said basically that it's okay for police and federal agents to lie because that's part, they're protected. Oh
1: wow! So
2: what, what he proved is because they were acting as federal agents that they have supreme immunity.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: Meaning they whatever they want. And like I said, this is I can't harp it enough. Okay. If I wasn't blessed enough to get Pam a fighter, this system would have ate me up. And I would have been doing 10 years in prison um, in a max security federal penitentiary.
0: Wow, and the crazy part is so, yeah, the 10 years are bad enough, but then that puts you on a different path for life. For life, it yeah. you're in a
1: federal it, prison, it, yeah,
0: yeah, and then and then you get out and you're an ex con yeah. from federal prison, and, and your life, your, your yeah. opportunities are mm-hmm. every your whole mm-hmm. everything is different, yeah, so. Thank you both so much for your time. Now you know why yes. I love this yes. case.
2: And I tell you you really did change my path of life.
0: I love that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wes the Warrior. This is Pamela and Shelley with Pamela Private Eye.